welcome to Soundwaves, a parallel universe where surf and music align, where random inklings and inane ramblings about undulations and tunes and all that they entail converge. Okay, Dazza B. Bon dia. Bon dia, indeed. Yeah. Um, How does this uh, fine day find you? Good, good. Yeah, it's been a cracker of a day here in um, in Sydney. Um, not much surf today, but uh, yeah, it's been an eventful week in the in the surfing kind of week. The uh, local board riders had their uh, uh, event yesterday, and, uh, and how how were the waves? Oh, it was good. It was pumping actually. I, uh, my heat was kind of middle of the day and the wind started coming up, so it wasn't great. But yeah, it was still these big, well, not big, but just beautiful kind of peaky lefts and rights at uh, at the south end of the beach. Um, oh, that's nice. But yeah, unfortunately, I didn't uh, go too well. I think Oman didn't go too well either. We were first round fodder. And, and what, um, about, what about the uh, the perennial favourite, Clintonius Maximus? I think he got into the final, but he didn't win. Oh. So, so he'd be, you know, he's up there on the rate. He's he's leading the ratings. He must be, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I think yeah. I mean, I didn't get the same surf, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I think maybe I'm not I'm not making excuses, but I think riding a long fish and then a a bonza before you know as a lead up to a surf comp and then riding a shortboard is just. Uh, it's not, not the, it's not the preparation. preparation. It's not Olympic level preparation. <laughs> so suffice to say, I went pretty shit. But anyway, and how was the uh, how was the uh, the sense of camaraderie, bonhomie, and uh, general community vibes over the sausage sizzle at the at the board riders? <laughs> well, to be honest, I I was very much just you just you flagged 15, them. I just, well, I just I, I literally rocked up. Uh, put the rashi on, paddle out 15 minutes, went ship, and then rode home. Were you? Were, no... you, you weren't doing it. You weren't doing an MP and like hiding in the dunes in a trench coat, were you? Sort of, but yeah, okay. it, didn't, it had no effect. Nobody noticed me hiding in my trench coat. All they could see were these uh, plumes of smoke coming out out of the out of the sand dunes, and then Nick just runs out with a Daryl. Um, <laughs> Who's, who's Sorry, that? No. Oh, you make me. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Um, the guy who won it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway. Uh, so tell yeah, us, yeah, give us, give us, give us your top wave though. It may, it may have been a. Uh, it may have been a. Um, a, a down oh, generally, but tell us. Describe your 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 top scored wave. Ooh. I don't know if it was my top score. I, you know what happened though? Like I, I had a really good wave and it, it, the wall was just lined up beautifully. And then I realised that, yeah, as I said, riding a, a long fish and then a bonza, I, I kind of didn't really know what to do with the wave <laughs> as far as <laughs> in a point scoring, uh, you know, way or point scoring kind of mindset. So I just kind of just basically, I think I did a very minor cutback safety cutback <laughs> then got to the short arm realized it was going to close out on the short arm and quite a, a violent short arm and most normal surf so i wouldn't even bother but i, I thought well i've got i haven't got any points yet so i'm gonna have to go for the close out floater onto yep. the shorey 
and I halfway through I realized that I hadn't done one of these in probably you know 20 years and <laughs> and so halfway through I just got psyched out and just fell off so you did, um, you did the kind of uh, mid-float bailout sort of the mid-float bailout basically yeah <laughs> an underrated maneuver well, sounds, sounds, sounds to me like those two maneuvers by themselves should have racked up you know mid mid sixes definitely i think yeah i think i got six i, I came fourth it wasn't that bad no, that's all right um but yeah good for habit you, you uh, uh yeah well actually today was one of those days where i did all the I, I had all the best intentions and did all the right things and got down to the beach um because we're this week it's going to be the first kind of the first whiffs of uh, um, off morning offshores after. Oh, nice! Yeah, so and I thought so autumn, gonna, I thought it yeah. was going to happen today, but unfortunately, the uh, as we say in uh, the lang the local lingo around here, the resaca, which means the hangover oh. from the wind of the night before, was still evident. So, um, oh, yeah, the 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 tide was. I like that. The tide was a we bit wild. The, the the the, um, the hangover of the of the very strong wind of yesterday was evident, and I decided to have a chocolate croissant instead. Nice. <laughs> I like that word though, resaca. Resaca. Yeah. We don't have a, an equivalent word, do we? We just have, you know, it's shit or whatever. Yeah, that's right. That's right. A specific we, word for the for the hangover. Yeah, they have some. Uh, there's some very interesting. Uh, we, we'll have to add some. Um, I'll, I'll we'll do a little section of uh, translating the the lingo. But yeah, the chasaka you do get it here a lot because particularly in summertime, there are you know the the, the trades for want of a better expression are pretty strong um, around. Yeah, here. yeah. So anyway, the best intentions were. Um, uh, were there, but nothing happened. Um, hopefully tomorrow is looking very promising. And I've had a couple of little waves during the week. Uh, nothing to write home about, but you know, enough to keep the uh, keep the cobwebs out, to keep the wolves from the door, and a whole host of other mixed metaphors that um, <laughs> escape my uh, my brain. And I mean, the other the other thing was that the uh, the resaca of the surf was echoed also ever so slightly in the resaca in my own um, feeble mind. So um, probably, it, it, probably Huey, uh, Huey was doing the right thing by giving me a breather today anyway. <laughs> That's good. But um, okay, um, we got, we're gonna have this wonderful episode. Um, we're getting pretty-, pretty Number four. Pretty, whoo, whoo, getting, uh, well, it's probably more than that because there's a couple of lost episodes as well, isn't it? It could be, it could be like number seven. Yeah. Have to reset that count. Yeah, number four. Um, uh, I've got a I've got a few kind of defined sections that we're going to have, and the first um, section is for we're going to call it psych up song. Now, this doesn't mean that it has to be a song that just gets you psyched for surf, but it it's a a song that is in your head and has kind of marked the the last few days or or this week. So here's the intro for the psych up song. So let's have a listen to it. Okay. That's, that's uh, sick. What is that? That is Beastie that Boy's like... Heart Attack Man. Wow. Yeah. From um, Ill Communication. Oof, that is one hell of a song. And uh, a, a, little, uh, a little aside story, which does involve 
surfing or lack thereof on um, one of my frequent uh, one of my frequent voyages back to the motherland um, from the old continent. On the last night, um, I was with some mates and uh, having a few goodbye drinks, and that particular song went on the on the uh, on the stereo, and me and a bunch of boys started pogoing as you do after a few liquid um, refreshments. <laughs> And I pogoed, yeah. so, I pogoed so hard that I heavily sprained my ankle and um, my poor long-suffering lovely wife um, had to accompany me through various airports um, uh, <laughs> on, on those little uh, golf cu- carts and in wheelchairs and everything. Um, no way. Yeah. So there pogo was a, injury. Uh, yeah, pogo injury. And, um, you know, uh, and the funny thing is, um, um, that I got to ride on the uh, the the golf cart, but she didn't. And we're in, um, <laughs> in Shipol Airport, and I've uh, probably been to Shipol. It's fucking massive. I haven't been there. It's, uh, yeah, right. it's, 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 it's absolutely. And if you you know, we flew in, um, we flew in whatever with it must have been with KLM, and then had to get a a local, uh, you know, a, uh, a European flight to our to our neck of the woods, and literally had to traverse the whole airport me on golf buggy and uh wifey uh on foot <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't pogoing at a concert you're just pogoing no, just pogoing in someone's bloody lounge room mate Fuck, you know. so good so good so um, um do, you, do you have a song that's been um psyching up or marking your week this week um Oh, look, I, I've got, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll play this one because it, it's, it's a classic one from my childhood, actually. Um, we had um, our, one of our cousins was kind of in the music business. And so uh, occasionally we'd get these kind of little bizarre records just given to us, you know, because she, she probably had a few spare ones. And, um, and this one was a little childhood favourite when we were kids. Well, note, note, just, note to self, sorry, note to both selves. Uh, that could be a whole section. Uh, albums you've been given out of the blue that have marked them. Uh, we'll, we'll hold That's that. That's pretty good. I'll, I'll write that in. Anyway, this, this is by a, a Sydney band. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, this is um, by a band called the XL Capris. Oh, nice. Um, kind of like a punk band from the sort of late 70s in Sydney. So have a listen to this one. City of Sydney. I miss the warmth of you, miss the heart of your people, that little church steeple in Wollamaloo. So um, I've been painting all week and sucking in all sorts of fumes in a confined space, which fortunately is finished now. Um, but uh, I was listening to a bit of music um, and uh, I found a number of CDs. I'm back on the CDs. I think I might have mentioned this before. Nice. Found, a, found a few CDs. And one of these was handwritten by... Uh, 
someone oh uh, like hand burnt hand burnt and then um the all of the song lists handwritten by actually the the person who's asking our question this week and um no way. and it the album is fleetwood mac greatest hits and i've just been addicting out on this song so i'll just play a little section of it Husk. Ah, yeah, I love the how's the drumming in, in that? Insane. And then the, the big when the when the big brass band kicks in as well. Ah, um, yeah. So good. Uh, absolutely zero link to um, zero link to surfing, but uh, funnily enough, going back to what you said about the um, what were they? The the the, the Capris? Excel Capris. Excel Capris. Um, Someone somewhere along the line, uh, when I was a, a wee whippersnapper, gave me the single for Fleetwood Mac Tusk. And oh. um, yeah, and it's funny. And that was kind of the only, obviously, you, you know that Fleetwood Mac exists and you, there's plenty of songs that, you know, you would have heard yeah. thousands of times uh, in your childhood. But um, yeah, so I, I kind of addicted out on that on the, uh, on the record player. And I think nice. it was one of those. It was one of those EPs that had a big hole in the middle of it. Do you remember those ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a few of those. Yeah, and you had, you had to have, had to have, a, you, had to have like an, you had to have, have an adapter thing that you put on your turntable. Yeah. So the, <laughs> I can still, re I can still remember the, the cover and everything. It's probably still under the house, actually. Um, oh yeah, I've, I've got. I um, I might if we had time, I might mention it. It's a good guilty pleasure I could play later. Okay, so tell me about yeah. the XL Capris. Yeah. Okay. That's, that um that song is a, a bloody ripper it's 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 kind of harks to a, a bygone era of uh of uh, when the world was a much more uh, naive and gentle place well apparently i didn't like the song um yeah, it's called my city of sydney i can't remember this so this was probably before my time uh there used to be a guy i think it was on channel seven who would you know when because tv would end at a certain hour like it would you know the, all transmissions would cease at say midnight or whatever. And it would go and there on, was a guy who's go on to the test pattern, right? Exactly. Um, but there was a guy who sang this song called My City of Sydney. And it was a very, it was a very kind of, I don't know, cabaret style version of hit that he used to sing. And that was the sort of farewell song for the night in My City of Sydney. And the XL Caprice did a, a punk wow. kind of cover of it. So nice. there yeah. you go. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And it's funny because in um, in this neck of the woods, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to be at about, I mean, we are talking about Iberia. So kids go to sleep a lot, go to bed a lot later than um, they would in, in uh, Anglo countries, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, for sure. They, there's, a, there's a little cartoon or there used to be a little cartoon of Vitinho who would come and tell all the kids to, to it was time to go to bed. And he had a little song as well. And that was, uh, it's quite, quite a cute Aww. little Cute little way for the, for the kind of like that. Yeah. To know it's time to go, time to go to bed. 
Uh, awesome. All right. Um, so, um, well, we, that's a couple of um, a couple of psych ups. Why is that song in your head? I want to know. Oh, I think it's just like there's you know that those early years of your life and musical life. I think some songs just get burnt into your head. Absolutely. And they, you know, what I mean, they become part of your part of you. I suppose they're these some uh, formative songs that that leave a mark and um and yeah that was i mean it's just a, it's a fun song so when you're a kid you know and it was kind of punky and we just thought it was super fun and there's a song on the other side on the b-side called dead budgies <laughs> which is pretty funny too well, um funnily enough funnily so, enough about 20 minutes ago i had to pick up a poor little dead birdie out of the garden and um Oh. remove it because otherwise the one of our dogs would be uh playing with it so um yeah, Ooh, there you go. yeah. it wasn't a budgie but uh, <laughs> i was gonna say uh wow okay all right um, now we've been we've been avoiding this for episodes and episodes um and oh, i think we need to go straight to the question do you have the intro to the question <laughs> i do let's see if it works this time <laughs> Now I know, I know I know who that is because you told me it's pissed idiots, right? Pissed idiots. Yeah. Great, great Aussie band. Great video, actually. Um, classic, uh, classic um, streetscape with people um, in, mowing their lawns and uh, a, a classic Aussie street across the road from a playing field, and everything looks like it's been torched and so dry and. Um, okay. People wearing their stubbies and you know uh, Terry Towling hats and whatnot. It's a uh, it's pretty cool. I haven't seen it from, but yeah, they're, yeah. they're a good band. They're, there's there's kind of like a bit of a, uh, I suppose a, a new wave of Aussie bands at the moment. Those kind of pub rocky bands like the Pissed Idiots. So there's the Chats. So, you know that that song, um, Smoko. I don't know if you heard that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're kind of. I wouldn't say novelty, but like they're just they're kind of funny, rocky, super lo-fi kind of. Um, no yeah, fun, but right? super fun. But yeah, it's really cool. Um, and and we actually went to see um, went to music festival when it was a thing back uh, a couple of years ago <laughs> with the family, and it was a heartwarming moment for dear old Miss um, uh, Daza B and his and his long suffering wife uh, Mrs Bodger. We watched our, our two two boys um, moshing to uh, the Pissed Idiots. It oh, was, nice, uh, nice. The, it, was the two, a, it was a the two eldest. Yeah, it right. was it was um, lovely. Nice. I uh, I kind of I was about to go, go in, you know, yeah. um, but it was pretty physical. It was a physical mosh pit, and when I really don't want to hurt myself. So um, it was, but it was great. Yeah, just some Aussie rock. It was awesome. Yeah. Right. So, um, well, I've always speak, loved it. So, speaking of, uh, well, not not strictly a mosh pit, but we once went and saw me and my old man, um, Mr. Normalston Senior. Um, mm. We went and saw Neil Young play live, and, which was well, one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. And uh, they had it right down the front of the stage. They had this kind of cordoned off area for, I I don't know, for people 
VIPs or people who had special access somehow. And, um, yeah. you know, we'd had quite a few, uh, quite a few drinks and we we're pretty pumped up and, um, we were, we were with some other mates as well. And the old man was so into Neil Young, as you can imagine. Um, and oh. Neil Young is that good live that he just goes, right, I'm, I'm going in there. And he managed to, I don't know, he managed to <laughs> get so into the, into the thing. And that was it. We didn't see him for the rest of the concert. He spent the whole, the whole rest of the concert <laughs> in the kind of much more civilized, but essentially in the mosh pit, um, uh, you know, right below Neil Young and he's wielding his ax and uh, yeah, bloody. Oh fantastic. my God. Yeah. And the old, the old man, the old man uh, says it's, it, it's still to this day, you know, uh, a kind of religious experience for him. So um, I could, I could imagine. Yeah. And was that kind of electric Neil, like with the full? Oh yeah, like, no, it, was, it, was, it was, it was Neil Young and Crazy Horse. It was epic, absolutely. Epic. Oh yeah, yeah. God. yeah. We've got Brian actually. Oh, sorry, um, Mrs. Um, Bodger uh, <laughs> has got. When I first started going out, she had the double CD of. Um, it's called Weld, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Epic. Live, oh, crazy horse. I mean, yeah. We could do a whole Neil Young um, album. So the question, mm -hmm. the question, Darren. Oh, <laughs> we finally get to it. Yes. Um, so Kimbo at hotmail.com or whatever it's called. <laughs> Scorchio. Um, he posed us a question a while back and we forgot to answer it. Uh, basically, he said, what? band did you get into uh mid-career um as in the band's mid-career and then subsequently got into their earlier stuff and liked their earlier stuff more um, tough one uh, great question um from mr pepperoni and um can we just just linking it a, a tenuous link to surfing um i rumor has it that said um, Scorchio 69 is ripping on a mid-length at the moment. Is that true? Well, yeah, we talked about last episode. He, uh, he's, it, it's a nice looking board. Yeah, it's one of those CI, I think it's, it's, I think it's called it's a mid-length. burnt or orange or something as well, which is a... a yeah, yeah, I think it's their kind of, their go-to mid-length kind of board um, that they're, I, I, to be honest, I can't remember what the design for the, the um, the model's called but yeah it was it's looking good yeah and um he's a he's a big unit so um what what mid-length for for uh for k it's like seven foot something yeah oh, nice nice but yeah it's good to see someone out there who can who can put a board on a rail like um scorchio can well, I would, uh, my um, matchstick legs, I think I'd, I'd kind of, it'd be one of those classics when you, you know, when you try and, uh, if you're on a big old log and you try and turn it and you just kind of fall off the side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. the board keeps going straight ahead. Yeah. You and I are pretty much exactly the same physique. So um, I can imagine that we would, maybe the two of us could, turn one of those boards i don't know well i don't know well, i was thinking that because i reckon if you strapped my thighs and your thighs together like in this big lump <laughs> we still wouldn't make one of tom carroll's thighs <laughs> it's a it's a horrible thought but yeah you're, you're absolutely right <laughs> yeah yeah well i don't know i wouldn't actually visualize that but um yeah yeah not you know not all surfers well, and, uh, and, and, and our surfers you could probably thankfully 
probably uh, put the power of our four legs combined and it still wouldn't have the power of one of Tommy's thunder thighs, would it? Mm, yeah, you could harness that for, for good. Absolutely, the good of the good of humanity. Uh, okay, so um, I've been thinking about this question, and I've got three. Um, uh, three. Wow. Obviously, there are, there are lots of bands, and uh, that we could add to this. Um, sure. This, but I've got three that I'll uh, that I'll come. Yeah, go. Okay, so number one, and I'll play the actual song that got me into into this band, um, and nice. then we can talk about it. And I know you're a fan as well, so... Now, again, um, we may have to edit this in. Um, did you yeah, sound quality was great. It was, it, was hard, it was kind of hard to get yeah, no, that's fine. too that's much fine. detail. So the song is called LA and the band, of course, is called The Fall. Mm. And uh, I you, mean, I, wow. You and I having been to see them um, live, uh, wanted, talking about short songs, that was short, the shortest concert of all time. It was like, what was it, 38 minutes or something stupid? Oh, was it? And one song went for about 15. So, mate, but that was one of the best concerts I've ever seen, I reckon. Um, yeah. And, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And so the the album uh, is called This Nation's Saving Grace. Now, in, any of those people who know anything about the fall will know that they are, um, or they were, uh, rest poor little, um, poor old Marky Smith soul. They were a band that were prodigious in putting out music. So, but the that particular album kind of it would be in the first third i guess of their career but i guess it kind of qualifies and um again this was an album that someone gave me so um my oh. my uh the the Nermelston family's next door neighbor uh sage and hero uh dearly departed um pete b uh pete d sorry um he came home one day and someone had given it to him or left it at his work or whatever and boom here you go what and so, how's that? And I, I was about, I would have been about 13 or something. And um, that's like indie, that's crazy. indie heaven landing on my lap. So, yeah. And then, wow. Yeah. I don't think there would have been too many fall CDs. It was an LP, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, obviously, subsequently, subsequently, that particular band has probably, I mean, you know, that's marked my whole uh, adult life, I think, in, in so many ways. So um i wow. strongly advise anyone to just go into i've got everything now I, I uh i may have illegally um downloaded the whole fall um discography um well, inadvertently but so you're saying but what because i think kimbo's question was was aimed at sort of like you prefer their earlier stuff but i mean the fall i, I can't pinpoint a, a time not that i like i haven't i can't say i've listened to every single album of theirs but uh, it'd be they're just so varied all the time. Even one yeah, album is different. Like, how could you pick an era that you would prefer? Is You're there right, an era no, of theirs that you prefer? No, a hundred percent. My my understanding of the question was an album, a, a band that you you got into when they were kind of already had produced a, a lot a of thing. albums and then went back over their whole back catalogue. But I mean. Yeah. Well, oh, well look, okay. Yeah. Mate, I mean, the world. The world. I need to get Scorchio in to clarify this, but <laughs> um, 
but that's the, I, it is a good thing sometimes when you find a band mid-career then you've got this whole sort of discovery of their of their work Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually that particular album, if you are looking to do a bit of um, surf psych up, there's some, uh, there's some pretty radical songs on there that can, uh, can get you, get you in the zone. Just such a um, cruiser's Creek. I mean, that, 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 that is a song which will, um, you know, it'll make the, make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up mm. and make you want to just get out there and get shacked for sure. Um, yeah. What about you, mate? Have you got a, have you got a, an example? Well, the the way I took that question was more, yeah, like the, the sort of what you knew of a band and then realised that, that the earlier stuff was better. Um, but, you know, that, that was just the way I read his question. So my kind of take was, you know, I, I've, I've said this before maybe to you, but we kind of grew up in a funny time. We grew up in the, well, our listening, you know, years grew up in the 80s um, yeah. as kids. And most of the big names that you could think of did some of their shittest work in the 80s, I reckon. Well, like, Neil, you know, Young is a, Neil Young's a perfect example, actually. I, maybe, yeah. Like, and, and so there's, like, you know, Bowie and uh, it's kind of like a lot of the stuff was kind of insipid. Like, it was kind of, you know, just pretty lame. Um, Dylan, not that I'm a huge Dylan fan, but his stuff, you know, is pretty, you know Travelling Wilburys, I mean, it's pretty lame. Um, you know, Bruce Springsteen was doing the Born in the USA thing, which, I don't know, it's been kind of appreciated a bit more, but it's still kind of pretty not great, um, in my opinion. And so I, I think we, we kind of grew up thinking, why, why are these people legends? They're, they're you know, why is Bowie? Why is, yeah, what, you know, Elton John even? Like, it's, they're just producing shit. And then, but then when you actually go back and discover why they were famous, um the you know a lot of the early stuff is just fantastic um maybe maybe that you realize you know maybe that goes into um one of the other sections that we're going to have guilty pleasures because i mean for me, uh, i know that it gets slated but um uh, like china girl i love that song so much yeah i said i really appreciate that song i mean that was i think Iggy pop right that so yeah, yeah. um but yeah, but so so for me, I, out of all those, I reckon Bruce Springsteen was someone I I kind of just totally wrote off when I was a young twenty year old something. Thought he knew everything, kind of punk rock loving guy. And you know, I just you know, I don't know about you, but if, if I met twenty year old me, I'd probably just like punch him in the head to say, you know, <laughs> I think I'd run across the other side of the road to be honest. Oh, would you? <laughs> um, well, from you, from from twenty year old me. <laughs> no, you went around from twenty year old me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, because I remember, I was uh, I was actually in the states, and um, it was hilarious. Well, the first thing that's right, I was in I was in a taxi in Sydney, and this guy he goes to me, "You want to hear the best sax solo in the world?" And I, no, he wasn't American. You know, he goes, "You want to hear the best sax solo in the world?" Yeah, oh, yeah, and he puts on. Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen, and the sax solo in that. Yep. And I'm just there, twenty-something-year-old dickhead, just going, "Oh my god, this guy thinks this is good." And I kind of just like shrugged it off. And then, and then, like not long later, I was in actually in the states, and I was going from New York to Washington D.C. And I'd and I it was like a backpackers 
bus, but it was kind of small. Right. You know? So there was only about 10 of us on this bus. And so I was just traveling on my own. And the guy driving the bus is just going, this is going to be a really special trip, guys. You know, I got a little playlist on my tape meter. <laughs> and like, and so we get in the van. So cool. anyway, the mixtape. It was. And we said, so we're driving out of New York on the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> and he puts on Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen, because it's all about sort of leaving the city and getting out. And he's, we're going into Jersey where Bruce Springsteen is kind of from. And so he's blasting out Born to Run. And again, I'm just sitting there going, this is old people's music. You know, I totally just didn't get it. And, um, but now, now I listen, you listen to um, those lyrics and the, and the kind of ideas behind that springs to early Springsteen. I, I just love it. He's, he's, it's that American mythology of um, motor, motor cars, driving, getting out of the city, making it big, taking your girl and, and kind of just leaving the small town for dust. And, I don't know. Um, and well, I never I, I, kind of I, got that when I was you know, young, I suppose. Well, and it's funny, maybe this should go into my, one of my guilty pleasures um, uh, sections, but <clears throat> in a similar vein, but nowhere near as um, good, having said that, <laughs> very successful in the 80s was uh john cougar um johnny cougar <laughs> well, wow because you know, he 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 kind of came from the same kind of uh, uh storytelling ethos you know like jack and diane kind of uh you know people, yeah, people yeah. struggling in a in a in small town america and wanting to wanting to get out and um do something with their lives and stuff so the, there was that kind of whole, I guess that there was a whole movement of, um, of that kind of storytelling. Uh, yeah, it's a whole mythology. Uh, the Americans do so well. That just, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Really good. I've got one more that, and this is back to my kind of, um, but this, this, this one actually might fit in with your understanding of the, of the, um, of the question and my understanding of the question. So I'll play it. <laughs> Okay, so that's um, Porking Heads Stay Up Late from um, Little Creatures, which I may have mentioned in a previous episode, but uh, that's another one where, A, it's um, a later album that got me into, into the group, and of course, you know, then uh, back backtracking. Um, yeah, for sure. Out, um, find out how good they are, and B, um, Many people would say that Little Creatures is one of their poorest albums, and obviously, early Talking Heads albums are critically acclaimed. So it kind of ticks both of those boxes. But um, <clears throat> again, I um, I think I must have bought the tape down at um, down at Stones, um, oh. and uh, yeah, I just wore that thing out, mate. I absolutely love that album. Absolutely love that. Yeah, I, I'm, I pretty much exactly the same. But you know what? Um, Mrs. Bodger, before she was Mrs. Bodger at, at high school, made me a tape of little creatures on one side and um, stop making sense on the other. Oh. And um, yeah, 
Mate. And, uh, yeah, I love little creatures back there. Like, uh, um, and you're right. Like, it probably hasn't aged as well, but it is fun. Like, you know, it is fun. Um, it is a good word. It is very, very fun. You're right. Yeah, and there's some good songs. You well, know, I like don't, you know, television, was that television man. Oh no. Yes. Yeah, yeah, television man, absolutely. And of course, you know, Road to Nowhere, which was, which was just a huge, a huge hit, right? Um, yeah. But it, I had this theory. Uh, sorry. No, you're I right. I had this theory with Talking Heads when that that came out. I thought the secret to a good song was to have lots of na na nas and la la las, like because almost every song has, like, you know, uh, I don't know what you even call them. Then no words, kind of choruses. You know, na 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 na. And I, I don't know, there's something about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Something about just making noises is better than lyrics. Yeah. Right. Know I mean. Yeah. I well, I mean, you know, as you, as you just said, they, they, you know, one of their catch cries is stop making sense. So, um, you know, ah, maybe the, maybe the world should just live by what David Byrne suggests. Cause I think everybody, everybody tries to make too much sense of things and he's, his mind works in very mysterious and very different ways. So, um, oh, for sure. He should he should be voted leader of the free world. We'd all be happy. <laughs> that would be good. We we had a scripture because we used to have to do scripture, you know, at school. I don't know if you did. And um, yeah, I suppose you would have. Yeah. And um, the 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 quest was for, for the hour that they had our minds. You know, for the hour they had our sort of supple minds. They were trying to convert us to, you know, the the church of, of their. Um, you know, denomination. And, and I remember this one guy, he's kind of a bit hip. He was a younger guy. He'd talk about music and stuff. And he went, stop making sense, man. You know, that's, that's what you got to think about. Stop making sense. And we're all like going, two things. One, yeah. um, I think we went to, we both went to the same schools. <laughs> so probably. I, well, I know you. I, I, some reason I just think you're younger than me. You know, yeah, you were so much younger. Below me. I thought things changed. Uh, so much younger. Changed that much. <laughs> yeah. and, but and they did bring that. They did get rid of those sort of forced scriptures at some stage. I, thought, I, you know. I, I had to. I had to endure a bit of scripture. Um, and two, uh, somehow when you were talking about that, I got an, another song came into my head, which was "Church of the Poison Mind" by Culture Club. <laughs> That's a good guilty. Are we talking guilty pleasures now? Or no, are we just no, talking. Let's um let's go into guilty pleasures, and I'm going to introduce it with a song, and I'll turn it down. Um, but we may have to edit this in. So here is the song. Hang on a second. Love is a burning fire, cause then the flames grow higher. Okay, I don't know if you can hear that. Wow. But, um, I, no, that was good. Um, that that is a band called Modern Talking, which is just a modern crazy, talking modern talking, which is just a crazy name for a band. Um, and the song is called Brother Louie. Uh, and that's going to be the theme tune for our guilty pleasures section. Um, and I suggest that anyone out there, any of our maybe I think we might have now three listeners, although one of them is about seven Hi guys. Seven years old or nine? How old is how old is is T Dog? How old is he? The three I, three stars. Like Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. Three okay. stars. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Theo. 
<laughs> um, I, well, suggest, not. I do suggest you go and uh, YouTube Modern Talking Brother Louis to see. Um, these guys are German and um, they were, they probably still are huge stars, but they're kind of, they're kind of like the, an, an equivalent to uh, Hasselhoff, I guess. Um, uh, oh, but, wow. Yeah. You are pure German tack from the 80s. But for some reason, I love, I just love this song. So Guilty Pleasures is the, um, is the section. And in this section, you have to uh, tell us about a song that you think everyone um, probably pans and is universally derided, but for some reason, <laughs> for some reason you love it. And then also, if at all possible, you have to think of some, something in surfing that is um, deemed to be kitsch or outdated or tacky cool, and that you also take secret pleasure in. So, do you have a song? Wow. See, um, well, I've got I've got a a secret kind of love of a style of music that I don't know is pretty uncool. I love musicals. Polka, is it? <laughs> I do love a good poker. Um, or polka. Um, no, I, I, I'm a big sucker for musicals and the kind of crazy, you know, songs that come from musicals. Um, I don't know where I got that. You know, my brother uh, is notorious in our family for loving the sound of music and forcing us to watch it and listen to it whenever he can which is um so i grew up with with those kind of you know songs just burnt into my brain you know shitty shitty bang bang all that is stuff that, is that is that, um, your, is that your brother barry bodger barry bodger barry oh bazza bodger bazza um, and dazza bodger uh but yeah but anyway but but way back in the day when we were you know when i was a little tacker we used to have this sound system it was this huge big rectangular like an upturned microwave oven size thing and it had a reel-to-reel -reel tape player nice and it had a cassette player and a four track uh tape player uh included so this thing was state-of-the-art basically a three three in one Absolutely. and it had it had like the little needles that it, you know showed you with the volume for the left and the right um but it had the reel-to-reel -reel, which is crazy and we had these collection of um of music on these things and um you know you had to reel it yourself pass the tape through the the head um and we had hair the soundtrack to hair oh, nice and nice and we'd listen to that you know and sort of sing along to it and then like as a kid you know i can't believe i was singing some of the songs like i've got uh, this is one of the songs i used to sing you know along with the family too um i'll see if you can hear this one hopefully my sound's working now Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't know what I was singing. <laughs> Sorry, 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 
Short song. Short song too. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it's, that, it's, it must be the shortest song in history to mention the word masturbation. Probably. We could, we could, uh, that could be our next um, question. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty silly song. But um, the, the whole musical thing, I think that a good musical, or if there is such a thing, that has just these crazy tempo and style changes through one song just to fit the narrative of whatever story they're trying to tell and yeah. occasionally you could just crank out these crazy songs and you just don't get it in a regular song nice. the, the kind of you know and i that's that's my guilty pleasure I, that's mate beautiful you know? and yeah. can, can you think of anything um in the surfing realm that um is a guilty pleasure of any description that's a tough one um i do I do like the odd. Uh, it's probably become a bit hipstery now, but you know, just just writing a, uh, you know, like a surf map or something like that, and just 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 for the pure pleasure of just riding a wave and not being able to do anything on it. Yeah. Um, but that has become a little bit of a thing now. Um, and do you, do you possess a surf map? I don't. I don't. I had a gold one not long ago and, and it was it was super fun. You just realise how much fun it is sliding across the water at, at with your head that close to the water, you know. Um and you with can no control. Do, do those uh you know, do like a superman where you just kind of you're almost flying, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. You just put your hands out. Yeah, it is pretty fun. Um apart from that, I don't know. Can't think of any any um that's I mean, right. I think for all, but there you go. What no, have no. you got? Well, I've got a, I've got a song which. What's um, your guilty pleasure? Um, our Aussie listeners will uh, will recognise, I would imagine, of a certain age. Maybe our twelve-year-old listener won't um, won't recognise, but. Uh, Okay. Um, did you hear that? I did. Uh, I couldn't make it out though. What was that's, that? Uh, that's Wawani stimulation. Wow. Yeah. Um, now uh, that's got to be, you know, uh, a very frowned upon track. But for some reason, the, 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 there's something about that kind of late '80s, early '90s, big hair, Aussie '86 actually. Crikey. Um, big hair, Aussie, uh, very poppy. Um, it was quite popular at the time. Yeah. And I remember seeing it on rage when I was a, when I was a, a whippersnapper and just lapping that up. So definitely, wow. a, definitely a guilty pleasure for sure. Nice. Yeah. And um, so again, there's a whole decade there of guilty pleasures. I think <laughs> we, we could fit, we could fill up the uh, <laughs> endless episodes just with guilty pleasures from the eighties. Um, and I would have to say that from a uh, from a surf related uh, perspective, I've I haven't done it for a while, but I used to just love, um, and this is I think this is deemed as a fashion faux pas these days in the surf. But I used to love the long arm spring suit. Oh, right. Yeah, Back especially in the day. 
especially in Australia where you, you know, the water is warm um, way up until um, a time when the air is cold. It just made eminent sense to me to have your, your, your bare legs dangling in the water, but the top of your, um, cause I'm a, I get cold very, very easily. I know you do as well. Um, mm. To have the, uh, the bare legs dangling in the nice warm water and the, um, uh, the, the yeah, essentially at the top, but you just don't see it these days, do you? The, the, uh, the long arm spring or the short, do you call it a long arm spring? Do you call it a short legged steamer? It's a chicken and egg thing. Um, I mean, preferably, yeah, I don't know. preferably it would be made by surf skins, but um, that's, that's a, uh, that's taking it to, <laughs> to another level. Well, uh, I, do, I, I, I like the long arm spring, but I've never actually owned one. But what, I, what I've done the last few times when my steamer uh, is near the end of its life, I just chop the legs off at the knees. Nice. And um, presto, long arm so, springy. Uh, so D Dazza B can be seen out there to this day on a, in, a, um, in a long arm spring? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Bloody yeah, ass, mate. Bloody ass. And um, do you carry your board down to the beach with the fins first? It's <laughs> a good question. While, I, while, uh, while wearing the uh, the the, uh, the long arm spring. I um I I I don't know. I have to ask my stylist. <laughs> um, just depends on on what what look we're going for at the time. Yeah. Um, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a funny social convention, isn't it? The way that people carry their boards. Is there a, is there a correct way? Um, no, of course there isn't. And, um, but I guess, <laughs> I think the really, really cool cats, they carry it as if they kind of carry it a third of the way down from the nose. And it's almost as if the tail is dragging on the floor, but they just made I know it. what you mean. Yeah, kind of yeah. A, That's a good, yeah, yeah. Kind of a, it's kind of a loose armed uh, carry. So very normal. It's the equivalent of the, it's the equivalent of the sports jacket over the shoulder. <laughs> sort of, you know, that kind of. Absolutely. And I would, look. I would definitely say that, um, I mean, the full the full vowels. Um, the best ones are when they just they've they've done their half an hour of getting flogged in the shore dump, and then they just walk. They traipse up the beach or trudge up the beach, dragging the board by the leg. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's Deject, a good one. <laughs> dejected, dejected and full of sand. <laughs> dejected. Well, I know what that feels like. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, no, it is funny, all those things. Uh, I mean, as, while we're on, it's not exactly related, but I was thinking of the, some of the funny 80s um, inventions for surfing, I suppose. Um, I don't know if you can remember the rocket block. Mate, I, I used to make a rocket block out of wax, but I could never, because I could never afford to, um, to buy one myself. Yeah, well, well, my well, there was a guy who had one down at um, down at uh, Billy yep. back in the day, and uh, we used to call him Reggie Rocket Block because he had a rocket block. Um, <laughs> and, and the rocket, I actually saw it. I remember this Reggie Rocket Block. If my um, memory serves me correctly, it had like industrial strength Velcro, and you could take it yes. off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so basically, it was like the industrial strength. You're right. Sort of Velcro. Where you would now have your tail pad of, of um, your, your you know, Gorilla Grip or whatever brand. Yeah. Um, 
and you could remove the tail block. So it was made out of, I think, like yellow foam material, yeah. um, similar to what you've got now. But you could adjust it. You could move it forward or back with right. the, the Velcro. Uh, it was actually quite a good idea. Well, it was. You think I, about it. I, I remember riding, you know, somehow finally being able to ride a board. It must have been someone else's that had a rocket block on it. And I'm hopeless at feet positioning at the best of times. But mm. all mm. I remember was just standing on top of it every time and um, completely <laughs> hooking it up. That's great. Yeah, well, my brother had one. So I, I think I had to go up his board. Yeah. Was, uh, I thought it was amazing, yeah, but, um, but I, somehow I just didn't take on. Well, I mean, you think about it. You got the rocket block. You got gorilla grip, obviously. You got mm. webs. How about webs? Well, they were just yeah. Oh, mate, um, how, how good were how good were webs? I reckon Wawani probably wore webs in their videos just because. You can imagine that 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 would actually be you know that that kind of. Remember, there was a a time where um like. I don't know, rappers or you'd see music videos and people, Shania Twain even, wearing rashies. People wearing mm. rashies. I think Shania Twain did a whole concert that was, you know, like she did a, a concert oh DVD God. and she was wearing a freaking, um, uh, one of those American brand wetsuits. What's the name of that brand? Um, anyway. Um, body glove. And, yeah, body glove, exactly. Body glove fluoro rashie. Wow. Yeah, it gets kind of steamy in there, doesn't it? It's not, it's not a comfortable thing to be wearing, especially while you're doing a concert. Um, but you do, um, you do remember the um, the days when you would spend the whole day in your steamer? Oh yeah, just hanging down the beach, kind oh, yeah. of just yeah, going and getting your hot chips in your steamer, and you know, sitting on the beach <laughs> and going for a surf, coming in, staying in your steamer. Having, having your packed lunch that your mum had made still in your steamer and then, um, you know. Getting locked up in the council dog cage in your steamer. <laughs> Absolutely. Pissed on. Like the older guys. Still in your steamer. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Dazza B. Now, last week. Hey, Stan. Hey. Uh, Mate, you sound different. It's um, it may, maybe uh, maybe it's the tyranny of distance. I don't know what it is. I'm in the I'm in the echo chamber, mate. Let's ah, see. Aren't um... we all, mate? Aren't we all? We're all in the echo chamber now. I only like to see and hear things that I like to see and hear. <laughs> it makes me it makes me feel much more comfortable about existence. That's right. Uh, <laughs> our little bubbles. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We're in the uh, we're in the we're in the own the barrel of our own existence. <laughs> I'm okay, dodging a lot of barrels, but um, mate, uh, I haven't had a good barrel for uh, for quite a while, actually, which is a depressing thought. But um, anyway, mate, these, these things well, happen, right? You got you got your winter coming up. I'm sure you'll get pretty well barreled yeah. some stage. Absolutely, absolutely. That's um, that's a definite. Alrighty. Um, now, last week we entered into the wonderful world of uh, the sage that is Brian Eno, and um, so I thought we would do a little quiz, a little quizlet. Um, you know, you are the aficionado of Brian Eno, obviously. Um, so <laughs> since uh, last week, <laughs> since last week, exactly. So here's a little section called the quiz of the week. Let's uh, have a go at this. It's the quiz of the week. Oh, 
So, quiz of the week, Brian Eno theme. Let's have a go. Some of these will be, um, I'm sure, extremely accessible. Some of them not so much, but they are all very interesting. Um, okay. Is- and and uh, sorry, just to, just to get this right, am I supposed to be answering these or is this out <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Listenership. <laughs> I thought we're not we're we quizzing the listeners or me. Uh, well, I, the, the 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 listenership might have a uh, might might have um, yeah they might have more knowledge than than anyone. But uh, it's no. I think for today we'll um we'll uh, we'll ask you um, about about these uh, these questions. There's only okay. there's only a few. Okay, Hit so me. all right, easy one to start off with. Which band did Brian Eno play in prior to going solo? Uh, um, Roxy Music. That's the one. That's the one. And do you know at what stage he left Roxy Music? This is just a, a, a bonus. Uh, was it like mid-song? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, it was no, me neither. But I think it was kind of. It was pretty early. I mean, it was mid to late seventies, right? I think, well, it was interesting because apparently when he first started with them, he wasn't even on stage. He he was, because he was doing all the synth and the sound stuff, he didn't even consider himself kind of like a performer. He was he was in the back room, oh. which was quite interesting. But then he, he slowly came uh, you know, on stage, obviously, and then, and then he became quite flamboyant. And I think Brian Ferry got a little bit... Um, Jealous, perhaps. Well, that doesn't. And so Brian Ferry moved himself to the front, and you know, kind of got pushed a bit to the back, and and that's when he decided to, to um, to yeah. leave. Yeah, I see. And then uh, Brian Ferry's ego never, never, uh, never came back down to earth. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, he's a smooth guy. Oh, mate, I've, I've, got nothing, I've got nothing. Ego. I've got nothing but admiration for for Brian Ferry, but um, he definitely mm. uh, um, does like himself. <laughs> yeah okay all right so uh, good 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 work and good background knowledge there um okay so i actually got this wrong last week um but uh in the discrete music album um there are variations or samples of the work of a composer now i said it was eric sati and i was completely wrong do you have any idea of which classical composer he does sample is it beethoven uh no oh well it's um it's uh johan packel bell oh mm. okay yeah yeah and I, I i recommend anyone get into uh packel bell uh because he is absolutely bloody awesome okay, okay. um brian eno is renowned for collaborations with you too which of these albums was he a producer on October, Pop, War, or The Unforgettable Fire? Oh, my God. I'll just guess War. These are, these are hard questions. They are hard questions. Um, you're going to guess War? Well, we'll come back to that, and we'll, we'll, see, how you, uh, we'll see how you fare. Um, I, would have said, um, I would have said the same. All right. Uh, and we'll go for one more question. Uh, Okay, how many albums make up Eno's ambient series of albums? Oh, are these his albums or? Um... Yeah, so he did a whole series. You know, as you as you so astutely mentioned last week, he uh, was kind of the forefather of the ambient mu- um, uh, movement. How many of albums did he actually uh, 
Oh God, I don't know. I, I'd guess. Well, actually, I I'll give you. I, I, I'm making it difficult for you. Uh, is it two, three, four, or five? Oh God, I'll, I'll guess four. But um, I yeah, I honestly don't know exactly. You know, when I said I was into Eno, I was only this last week, so I still got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Um, Man, that's okay. That's that, that's good. It, it's a learning experience for both of us and our uh, two and a half listeners. So it's bloody awesome. That's right. But but an interesting factoid, um, just to show that I do know something. Um, you know, um, I, I said Brian Eno's pretty much invented the term ambient music. Yes. Well, it was before that. It was Eric Sarti called it furniture music, which I thought was quite good. Nice. So like, so it's in the background, it's just your furniture. And oh, so um, music acts as furniture. Yeah. It's just, that's it's just cool. like, it's just there. Um, no, that's, a, that's, and, a, that's a great, a great uh, concept, isn't it? But Eno you know, got the idea when he was, he actually had an accident. He was in hospital, I believe, and he was bedridden. And his, I think it was his sister gave him uh, a tape or record to listen to in hospital. She set it up. She and it was playing, but he couldn't reach it. And it, the volume was too soft. Right. And then it started rain and then it started raining and he could barely hear the music through the rain, but every now and then he'd get little snatches of melody. And he just thought that was quite a new way of listening to music where it was just in the background, um, interspersed with the natural sounds of, of kind of what else was going on. Wow. In this case, right? So, yeah. Um, and, and with a bit of um, uh, a bit of pethidine coursing through the veins, it probably helps as well. Probably, probably would have helped a lot. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, um, okay, yeah. so well done. So, uh, of course, your first answer was uh, very correct. the The second answer actually um, is uh, well, yeah. As I said, Johan Johan Pachelbel. Um, you said October, which I would have said it's actually Unforgettable Fire. Um, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, not a huge fan of Unforgettable Fire, but um, October. You too is actually a prime example of what you were talking about. Um, the, although obviously a hardcore fan would, would uh, say that you two have got better with age and have always been top quality, you could, you could quite... Uh, confidently say that their earlier output was uh, a more gritty and um, perhaps purer. Uh, I don't know if you mm. would agree with that. I'm, I've actually found it very hard to get into any of you two, to be honest. I, I don't know why. Um, no, me too. Me too. But, but you know, each to their own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, the, uh, the last answer you got right. It's four four ambient albums and, and and cop this the first one was called music for airports i love that <laughs> how good is that um then uh, the plateau of mirror which sounds pretty mm. good uh day of radiance and wow. on land so and they were all they were all released between 78 and 82 so it's pretty um you know yeah pretty pretty mind-blowing pumped it out Absolutely. Yeah. All right. He's, he's All got right. some great album, album album titles. I think his first sort of solo regular album was called Here Come the Warm Jets, which I I love. And there's actually a, there there is a band or there was a band called the Warm Jets and named after that particular album. So there um, you go. Hey, hey, while we're on Eno, can I can I play something you can 
could you this is extra quiz question absolutely guess which show this is from let me know if you can hear it or not Brian Eno Frisbee. It sounds like something out of Monty Python or something like that. But um, yeah, it's um, see, it's actually from Noel Fielding's Luxury Comedy. <laughs> that is the weirdest show ever. Yeah, it's pretty that's, trippy. That's great. That's great. Brian Eno Frisbee. <laughs> that's right. Noel Fielding would definitely uh, be someone who would who would come up with that. Okay, so we're moving into the uh, the latter stages of this uh, rather disjointed um, episode, and um, <clears throat> we're going to go into uh, another little section, and we're going to call this story time. So let's have a little intro <laughs> to to the story. We've been talking a lot about music, which is great. We've, we've done a little bit of talking about surf. Um, do you have a story that you can tell that is related to surf music or anything else that might be interesting? Well, I, I do. But before that, what if we haven't talked too much about surfing? So can I just, could we talk quickly about searching, what's it called? Postcards from morgues? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just we just watched it actually, and um, searching for the search. You, searching for the search is that what is that the subtitle? No, no, that's uh, that's my uh, my take on it. Yeah, but um, I thought it was pretty. Well, the surfing was pretty top notch. Hundred um, percent. And the not enough lefts. I, I like to see lefts and goofy footers. There wasn't that much of that, but apart from Owen, um, it did seem that. They, I mean, they obviously scored some very sick uh points and that wherever that where do you where do you think that um uh, that kind of right hand wedge off the break wall is because that looks oh yeah i don't know i mean it's somewhere north somewhere north of sydney i would imagine i don't yeah maybe it's the but maybe 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 it's one of those kind of misto spots that Mm. um turn on because i mean the if 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 what they say is true and it was filmed over 10 days this winter um, you guys, been, you guys have been inundated with top-notch swell, right? It has been a good winter, but um, yeah. Anyway, it was a it was a good movie, good surfing, and funny to see some bad acting from surfers, which I love. You know, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I expect mad wax and there's been a dearth of that. And you know, uh, Oki in many of the McCoy films did some fantastic. Oki and brother or cousin Rocky, um, they did some terrifically bad acting and Margot and uh, yeah, that, that needs to be revived, I, I reckon. That's good. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, so good. Uh, and, and related to this particular podcast, there is a, a lovely uh, amalgamation of uh, surf and music. There's a quite a diverse 
um, mm. mix of mix of tunes. So I do recommend anyone um, listening go out and watch the film and you know get into some of the music. Some really interesting. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Well, this is this is the one I'll, I'll play it. I know I've got sound issues, but this is it's called "Coming In from All Angles" by Ground Components. So, yeah, just um, don't know anything about the band. Like the song. So yeah, there we go. Is this the one with the 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 chick who does a long rap in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sort of. really, really good. Sounds sounds like an English rapper. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But and she's good. It's like a really like extended monologue. It's really really cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. So yeah, coming in you, from all angles, ground cones. Yeah. And as you said, some heavy duty shrouping from the, mm. the cast. So. Yeah, and good to see good to see the girls. Um, yeah, Tyler Wright and we've forgotten her name, but Molly um, Ring Molly Ringwald. Ringwald <laughs> amazingly came back from the eighties to uh, to sh to shred. Ma uh, amazing, so, yeah, amazingly amazingly limber um, Molly Ringwald still is after all these years. <laughs> yes. Um, so okay, story. Give us a story, Dazza. Okay. Well, I thought I thought a good surf rage story would be good. Um, yeah, it was it was quite big in the know, in the nineties when our old mate Nat Young got <laughs> know, he was Nat in a fight. He was in the front page of the paper. He did get um, pummeled though, didn't he? Yeah. This so this would have been this is my surf rage incident. And so then some, some people I know, I know we've slagged Nat off already in previous episodes, but some people might say he did have some of it coming to him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of those. Perhaps. That's yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, perhaps. Um, anyway, this this is my one. Um, so, I was surfing. I was actually surfing with my brother at a a northern beaches spot known for its. Um, well, to say how the wave breaks would kind of give it away. It sort of like rhymes with hedge. Um, <laughs> anyway. The Batic Hedge, as you like to call oh, it. Oh, the Batic Hedge. Oh, yeah. That's my uh, anyway. where I grew up and honed my very mediocre skills. <laughs> anyway, I um, it was pumping. So I was out there with my brother and it was really good. And you know that classic accidental drop-in where you just don't see someone? Uh, you know, and yeah. they're not going to believe you, but it does happen. You know? So I actually caught this wave thought there was no one on it and so i'm on it and the first thing i knew if i i didn't get a oi i didn't get a you know get off my wave or a hey i got crash tackled by the guy i dropped in on yeah yeah and so i'm i this is the first thing i realized i dropped in on and i was being crash tackled so i i sort of fell off my board he he fell off obviously with me because he he tackled me and so i'm under the water just tumbling around trying to figure out what had just happened and as i was tumbling around as you do to get you know up out of the out of underwater i put my feet on the the, the sandbank or what i thought was the sandbank to push myself back up to the to the surface and i i actually trod on his head <laughs> and so so totally right. unintentional. So as I'm pushing myself up, I'm pushing his head you onto you the expect, sandbank. You don't expect to see it, to have it to feel a head down there, do you? You don't. <laughs> and anyway, so I pop up, and then he kind of comes up, sort of spluttering because he was held under a bit longer. 
thanks to my feet. <laughs> and he just starts screaming at me. He comes up to me. He grabs me by the hair, Jesus. pulls my hair, pulls my hair underwater, um, my head underwater. And so I'm underwater now, just wow. And a couple of waves came, I think. And I finally, he, yeah, he didn't hold me under that long, but it was pretty freaky. Um, and I came up and just went, wow, that, that all happened in the space of like five seconds. Jeez. And then I just looked at him and just went, what was that? You know? <laughs> and he went in and I'm just standing there. My brother's just like, he caught away and he, he saw me like looking a bit freaked out. And he's going, what, what happened? And we're watching this guy walk up to the car park and we, I don't know, we kind of walked up to him after the surf or whenever, it was probably straight after and, and said, well, what was going on? And he starts yelling at us going, you guys are a bunch of, bunch of kicks where do you where do you guys come from and blah 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 and like we go well anyway that was that was pretty much it and it was kind of yeah it's a bit bit uh taken aback or whatever and that i thought that was the end of it until i actually came across him again in in quite a, an awkward circumstance i was actually going to the dentist and someone recommended a new dentist um <laughs> my old one and I'm lying there with my mouth open, looking up at the ceiling. And he, the dentist had put surf posters up on the ceiling. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's kind of novel, you know. So while you're lying in the chair, you can yeah. uh, look at something. And as I look up, he comes in and he looks at me and I look at him. And I went, how oh, long? Shit. How long after the, uh, the altercation was it? Probably about a year. Right. Okay. So it was a while, you know, but I, I, I recognized him, but he luckily <laughs> didn't recognize me, but or, or, uh, chose, or chose the, the discretion was uh, the best part of whatever it is. But, um, well, you know, he had me in a pretty vulnerable position there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I need to say I was kind of shitting myself during the whole uh, dental procedure whatever it, whatever it was he did to me and but, and um, um, and did you ever go back to that particular dentist after that uh no and no, and did, kind of... and is this guy still around yeah and um i i don't know i but i'm not a hundred percent sure it was him do you know what i mean like it, it was such a freaky thing i'm pretty sure it was but yeah he's still around and i think we've just kind of i don't think he ever realize it's me and uh you know i, I occasionally say good day to him out the surf now so yeah well, it, what are you gonna do well no absolutely absolutely um i i would imagine that it was probably highly out of character and he's just something maybe he was sitting out there trying to get waves for half an hour getting skunked and then all of a sudden he gets what he thought was a good wave that was his and you've appear out of nowhere obviously unintentionally maybe something just a, a switch just flicked and he just lost it completely you know yeah well i suppose the fact that i trod on his head didn't help but he did he did kind of tackle me first well, um, he, obviously, he obviously doesn't do the uh doesn't do the, the dismount tackle very well if he's ending up on the bloody on the bloody sand he should, should be he should be in the dominant position after uh, uh executing that move right exactly <laughs> anyway so that, that was uh that's my story well that's Short funny I, sweet, I, I, but... I, I have i had another story but i'll, I'll um i'll tell a, a little story instead which is linked to this i 
lived, um, as you well know, for a number of years in that uh, suburb very close to the centre of Sydney that you can catch a ferry from and surf the local uh, the local break um, for a number of years and kind of got, got into the pecking order and, uh, you know, <clears throat> had some bloody good sessions and met some really nice people. And obviously in a, in a hectic, highly concentrated and generally a good surfing uh, populated place like that, you get to see the odd altercation. And there was a guy um, who is, well, I'm not giving anything away. His um, initials are JP and um, he is renowned for, well, he certainly was renowned for being an absolute bastard out in the surf. And he's a unit as well. He's a huge unit. He looks like, um, he kind of looks like um, Fabio, you know, Fabio, the uh, the male model slash. Oh, model. okay. Yeah. He looks like Fabio on steroids just like totally pumped up big long flowing locks and very muscly uh muscly. wow anyway he's um <laughs> sorry you said jp i thought you meant joel parko <laughs> no 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 um and he has has had many run-ins with uh with blow-ins particularly blow-ins from a particular south american country which um i, I shall leave unnamed um and uh, I think he's actually been in trouble with the law because this particular altercation, he was out there and I was actually talking to him and um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was a special day or anything. And we we're talking and getting a few waves and whatever else. And um, this bodyboarder from this um, particular uh, South American nation was out <laughs> there and you could tell, you know, when someone's out in the surf and you can tell that, they're not doing things in the way they should be doing things. And there's going to be some sort of issue somewhere along the line. And it was a kind of mix of both uh, kookism or kookness and um, uh, a general lack of thought for his surroundings and, and, uh, and the way that things work. Anyway, <clears throat> the long and the short of it is that uh, this guy dropped in on JP and they ended up in the shallows um, and uh, I turned around. I mean, I saw the drop in and I thought, oh shit, this, this isn't going to end well. And you know, a couple of waves went past and I turned around and they were standing in the shallows, the shallows and JP had this guy's bodyboard and he was beating him over the head with his own bodyboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I don't think, you know, it wasn't kind of life threatening, but the guy was obviously completely fucking shocked as you would be by the whole, by the whole thing. So you know, two or three, four, five hits to the head with the uh, with the max seven point seven or whatever the equivalent is, and then JP knowing that he probably shouldn't be doing this, the next thing you saw was him literally sprinting up the beach and never to be not to be seen again for for a number of weeks. <laughs> he, he obviously went into uh, went into temporary hiding uh, after giving the hiding uh, to this uh, poor unfortunate. Um, South American backpacker who shouldn't have been doing what he what he was doing. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, I could just say, oh, it's pretty hard to get a good swing on a boogie board. Yeah, but he was it was kind of in waist deep water, and he's he's a big unit as well. He he, he was he was kind of he was lifting it over his head and then bang <laughs> down on the guy's head. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's crazy.
Yeah, that's crazy. And so, uh, so I've never heard of this Jay. So was he, he quite notorious at Bentley? Yeah, quite, for, quite, in, if you go to that particular break and just mention those two uh, initials, um, everyone will know who you're talking about. So, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Lovely guy. If you, uh, it's it's like any of these, uh, um, any uh, of these surf bullies. If if you're on the right side of them, they're usually very nice people. But uh, yeah, get on the wrong side and uh, things can go awry. In a hurry, yeah, yeah. like pit bulls, <laughs> yeah. So surf rage, oh, how good is it? How fun! Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I've got to say, I, I, you know, having said that story, that's the only, and it was kind of a bit of a funny one. I, I don't know. It's it's pretty mellow out there in most it places. Is, it is. So, I um I did tell a northern European val um to get out of the water uh not so long ago a couple of years ago but um that was yeah that was it, it was a classic um a, a classic example of people who have no idea and have never been schooled in any sort of surf etiquette because uh basically i was paddling out he was on a wave and he tried to do a cutback and pretty much fell off in front of me and then I was like, you know, basically shook my head and kept paddling out. And then he came up and started shouting at me saying that I had, I was too close to him when he was falling off and that <laughs> basically made him fall off. And so I was already kind of at, at the end of my tether with these, these flotsam and jetsam uh, getting in the way of a nice little session. So I basically just went ballistic first in Portuguese, uh, whoops, first in uh, Iberian. Uh, and then in uh, my local uh, Aussie swearing lingo, um, yeah, uh, told him wow. to told him to go where the sun don't shine. And unfortunately, uh, he went and paddled off to an, another peak, which was uh, quite fortuitous. But not not characteristic. But sometimes, you know, sometimes the uh, the, the the sprocket does pop, and you you've got to you just got to let it let it out. Oh yeah, I, I think surfing's a bit of a like a microcosm of of life you have your moments where you, you just lose your shit absolutely um yeah but as you say generally generally the vibe is is more than mellow and uh <clears throat> you know we all we all take our turns and uh some more than others <laughs> and um you know but it is it, you know uh, people there are other uh, podcasts out there that have been talking about this recently about how in some ways surfing is the ultimate meritocracy you know you uh, um it's uh, if you know what you're doing you can generally get you can get what you need now you may get more yeah. you may may get more or less of that but um you know it does indicate that you do know what you're doing when you are in a in a good lineup with good waves and good surfers and you're getting waves it's you know you should then pat yourself on the back that you actually are not a complete muppet and you do know what you're doing yeah yeah it's funny isn't it uh, you, you mentioned the, the pecking order um uh, do you know do you know much about chickens have you got chickens on your farm uh well no the in-laws have chickens but yeah yeah no, well, we, don't, we, don't, been, we don't have them at the moment but we will do well have you noticed like if you throw them food that there literally is a pecking order like you could throw the tastiest worm in front of a chicken on the lowest end of the pecking order and they, they won't touch it no they'll run because they know they know it's not their turn. Like they just get the scraps. 
Well, they, well, they know that because not, not only will they get dispatched, they may actually get pecked to within an inch of their lives. I mean, my my in-laws' chickens, um, when they get the egg layers, particularly, um, you know, they have chickens to, for eating and chickens for egg laying. Uh, the egg layers are vicious, girls. They really are vicious. Oh, they, okay. You put, a couple, you put a couple of new egg layers in there, they'll literally, they'll literally peck them to death. So they have to keep them separate. Oh, God. For, wow. For, various reasons so yeah there you go so i didn't know that but i, I it is funny because i've been out in the surf you know when there's it's a bit intense in the lineup and there's good really good surfers you just do see that like they'll paddle for a wave and and people just kind of let them go just let them go <laughs> what, what i find the what i find the funniest actually is is yeah of course that's that's correct and and also really good surfers waves just happen to they're always where the waves are which is really annoying um, uh, but, uh, uh, what I find is it, it's, it's the surfers who you're having a really nice session. And let's say there's a, a, even let's say there's a dozen guys out. It's a good session. Everyone's doing the right thing, taking their turns. And it just takes one person to come out with the wrong attitude. The wrong attitude. And oh, just, for sure. the whole session can just be, just be thrown into a dark hole. Right. That's true. It's fun, yeah. fun enough as as a te as a teacher i know that um uh you, it only takes one dud student to really fuck up a whole class so you, you know you'll have you'll have these oh. uh, you have these classes where you just know oh god if so and so is they're the one yeah, then when yep. they when you know on the couple of occasions when they're sick or they've gone on holiday or whatever it's like this is a different class altogether that that little <laughs> shit is not here <laughs> But there's always one, isn't there? Oh, there is. There is. All right, mate. Um, bloody good, bloody good yarn. Um, and uh, did you have a surf today? No, no, we talked about that. Did you have a surf yesterday? Did, I did. You have a surf tomorrow. <laughs> uh, um, but I didn't talk about. I sort of briefly mentioned. Uh, I had a surf on a a different board last week. Like it's been, hot, uh, I think you said like a hot. You were riding a hot rod in the comp. Uh, well, that was just my basic short board. Uh, nothing too exciting to talk about there. What um, is, what's your basic short board? Uh, this is actually a, well, it's actually a bit of a step up, but I'm liking it anyway. And it was a long story, but the guy down the road basically gave it to my son and said, here, have this board. I'm not using it and you'll probably surf well on it. And I kind of just looked at it and went, oh, it looks pretty good. It's a pen. P-E-N-N. Oh, yeah. He used to shape for Insight, right? Yeah, I don't know much about pen, but I think he might even shape. He may shape or have shaped for Channel Islands. I'm not 100%. Okay. Yeah. But there's just a regular thruster, but but bit of rocker. So it's good good in barrels and things like that, but um, not good for your average kook comp. What, what is it like? like myself. 6.1 or 6.2 or something? Six two, yeah. Right. It was yeah, but isn't, um, it, isn't it funny how these days a six two just seems like a big board? I know it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but but that's a that's a good board, like good short board. But uh, the other board I rode during the week was the uh, Mick Mackey Bonza, Oof. and um, yeah, I tell you, I this I've had this board for a long time, and it it scared me for a long time because it's got so many sharp edges with those. It's a Bonza. Uh, five fin so the two bonza side fins are well, there's two each side they're thick and just lots of sharp edges and are they yeah. they're, they're they're um they're fixed fins 
Yes. Yeah. Right. Except the the middle fin is a is a fin box, and and that was the problem initially. I had the wrong fin. Really, I bought it uh, ages ago, and it was actually shaped by Mick Mackey for Joel Fitzgerald. Right. And he didn't he, he didn't want it, which is a bad sign, I suppose. <laughs> um, so I picked it up cheap at the local surf shop, and it took me a while to realize the fin wasn't right. It was this big sort of sort of low profile big single fin. And I've eventually got this, um, found this uh, George Greeno fin. Nice. And it's beautiful. It's this raked kind of high, high aspect ratio, I suppose you call it. Is, there a, is there a company that makes Greeno fins or is, did you just... Well, buy it might be his company. I think I got it off my brother actually, um, stole it off him, but nice. it's a it's beautiful looking fin and it, and it really helps the board and it was really fun to ride the, the Bonza. Again, listen to a David Scales body on the... Uh, with with uh, what, the Campbell brothers. Campbell brothers, Campbell, yeah. And funnily enough, the, the Campbell brothers reckon their the Bonza design is, is the ultimate. And the other podcast I listened to before was about channels and they reckon channels are the best. So <laughs> I'd love to see a board with channels, Bonza, like just every design element. Um, thrown into one but um but this mcmackey it's a good board it's but it's got these weird rails they're called chine rails so that it's like it's like the edge has been cut like beveled ah. i'm not really sure what the design element is for that any of our listeners might want to phone in and tell us but um absolutely uh good fun good fun board to ride good for um <coughs> kind of i don't know and what, what, how, turns and, how big is that? That's a six five. Wow. It's a, you know, five yeah. fin, six five. You don't have, you don't yeah. have near the, uh, the, the six five, do you? Mm. Diamond tail and Ooh. everything. Yeah. So nice. pretty cool. Yeah. <coughs> how, about, how about you? Um, uh, actually, I run a, um, I, I did ride a uh, Hayden Lewis single fin, which I've mentioned before. I rode oh, the five ten. Yeah, and um, I mean, just it's been so small that I've just been fishing about the place. So lots of fishing, lots of fishing. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is nice. It's always always good to uh, you know do a bit of gliding. <clears throat> Actually, today the best wave I caught was uh, the wave I caught in on my belly. <laughs> that goes nice. goes, to, goes to show how bad the surf was. But the the sun was coming up over the cliffs, um, and obviously we're here on the west coast, so the sun rises over the land, and. Um, yeah, I was gliding along on my belly, uh, on my fish, sun in my face, and it was a very nice place to be for 10 seconds. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mate, so um, uh, let's sign off. And uh, oh, where can people find you, Daryl? Where can they find you? This is what, they, what people say on podcasts, isn't it? Where can they find you? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the socials, uh, and we've got, um, well, there's at... Tales from the Shack Instagram. That's um, you're running that one, Stan. Yep, yep. Uh, and then there's I've got uh, my own Instagram page now. I think I've got about five followers, which is yeah. pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I've got a, a really interesting, uh, and I'm following one person. I'm following Taylor Swift. So <laughs> was that intentional, or did you make a mistake? Well, I just I just thought I well they recommended you, you should, to follow. Add, should add to her seventy five million. Um, yeah, I thought that was, you know, 
I, I like Tay Tay. Um, but yeah, my my new follower is is he looks like he's sort of from uh, an African country, and there's just lots of pictures of himself, like looking very dapper. Um, pretty cool dude. Um, nice. So yeah, I I haven't got his name on me at the moment, but um, yeah, nice. But anyway, so yeah, I'm at Daryl Bodger uh, Instagram, and then there's Facebook at Tales from the Shack. I think you should find us, and that's probably about it, isn't it? Well, and also you're doing um, uh, you're doing playlists for all of these uh, episodes. So. Spotify playlist, yeah. yeah. So, so check us out. I will, uh, which I'm I'm putting on the uh, I think they're called stories, are they on Instagram? But I I will um, put them up again periodically so people can access them but um yeah and that's yeah well the facebook page has all those links as well or will. i don't i don't um, know how facebook works so um i'll trust that you know how facebook works well interestingly um i keep getting messages saying if i pay um 25 dollars, i'll get a thousand more people looking at the page <laughs> and so i find that interesting that that uh it's like you know, they would say you can't put a price on a human life. Well, well, apparently you can. It's it's a it's a thousand divided by twenty five. Isn't it amazing um, that um that we have evolved so well? Imagine if someone came up to you at um at, in year seven and said, "If you give me twenty bucks, I'm gonna you can I can guarantee give you a thousand friends or, or ten <laughs> ten friends. Just give just give <laughs> twenty bucks and you get ten friends. And they're real genuine friends. Don't worry about that. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, mate. Um, see you in the shack and uh, keep up the good work. Yeah. You do not know what's going on. Um.